0: All signs are pointing to Eric Bienemy being off to his next chapter. Just isn't the chapter we all thought it would be. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Friday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on the show. Going to talk about Eric Enemy, more than likely being on his way to being the next offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. What that means for the Commanders, what it means for Eric Enemy, what it means for the Kansas City Chiefs. We will dive into it all here over the course of the show and maybe some other news and notes uh, from the world of the National Football League here to close out the week. But before we dive into any of that, I got to tell you about our friends over at Online, who remain your number one source for all of your sports. Sports betting this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Betonline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Just head on over to the website today, or use your usual mobile device to join and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code believe that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts and a little bit of a later release of the TDN Daily Show here on a Friday because... I was kind of waiting out the news. The meeting with Eric Bieniemy and the Commanders went well yesterday. They were going to meet again today. I saw tweets this morning that you know, it's looking close, looking close, and I was like, okay, maybe we can get some official word. Maybe the we can really make cross the finish line with this, and then then I could talk about it. Well, the clock ran out on me, and I said, you know what? We still got to do a show anyway, so we'll talk about the the likelihood of Eric Bieniemy being the next Washington Commanders offensive coordinator. It certainly looks like Eric Bieniemy is going to be coaching someplace else other than the Kansas City Chiefs uh, for next season. And this is not the Eric Bieniemy move that I think we all expected, not just this offseason, but in general when discussing Eric Bieniemy as a up-and-coming offensive coordinator uh, in the NFL. I think we all thought that his next move was going to be uh, as a head coach. But... I kind of feel that at this point, it was the move that Eric Biennemi himself needed to make in order to continue his aspirations of being an NFL head coach. He's been a focal point for this Kansas City Chiefs offense. He's gotten a number of interviews for head coaching gigs over the last couple of seasons, but he has always seemed to be passed over. And I think everybody at this point knows uh, the Eric Bien-Aimé, uh story at this point, considering all of the interviews that he's had, that he's been passed over, that he. You know, the next year, the offense does well in Kansas City. He gets put on the shortlist again, gets more interviews, gets passed over. And the criticism being that he, oh, he's not really the guy calling the plays. It's really Andy Reid. Oh, you know, they, they talk about the past history that Eric Bieniemy has, some of the off-the-field stuff way back when he was in college that they'll point to that uh, that a team's not going to sign up for. All of this stuff constantly is what we hear about Eric Bieniemy and the reasons why he's not getting a head coaching job. And – I need us to think about where we currently stand with all of this. Cause I think this is the important point that it just should emphasize the situation that this specific coach finds himself in. He is currently interviewing for other head offensive coordinator jobs, places where he can be the primary play caller and, and, Potentially rule out that being the excuse that is given for the reason why he is being passed over as a potential candidate for a head coach. Uh, you're not the guy really calling plays in Kansas City. Okay, well I'm going to go someplace else and call the plays. And so if I'm able to be successful in that, is that going to be your excuse? That's what Eric Bieniemy is probably asking himself. He is making a lateral move from a title perspective. He's making a downgrade move in terms of the offense he is going to oversee. You get to coach Patrick Mahomes. You're a two-time Super Bowl champ offensive coordinator with Patrick Mahomes. You oversee in some capacity. You are involved in one of the most prolific offenses we've seen over the last five to seven seasons. You have a say in that. Now you're going to downgrade. This is no offense to the Washington Commanders, so apologies to the Commanders fans who might be listening to this podcast. This is not a shot at you. Any job, any offensive coordinator job that Eric Bieniemy would be taking, lateral move in terms of a title perspective, a downgrade in terms of the offense he's going to oversee. So I look at this and I think of the massive risk that it is for Eric Bieniemy to leave Kansas City, to leave working with Andy Reid, to lead working with Patrick Mahomes, to go someplace else, to try to remove one of the excuses that has kind of been labeled onto him as the reason why he's not getting a head coaching job. Think about what Eric Bieniemy must feel, and we're not going to try to play doctor here on the show, but Eric Bieniemy must feel that this is his best chance his best chance of getting a head coaching job is to leave Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and go show to the world that he can do it someplace else without those two. That's the hurdle that Eric B. feels that he needs to clear. And I threw this out in the TD and Premium Discord, just a thought exercise, just as, as a question: If Andy Reid came out, if Eric B. Enemy stayed, if Eric B. returned to the Kansas City Chiefs as the offensive coordinator. And to enter the 2023 2024 season, Andy Reid said, "I'm taking a step back. Going to take a more CEO approaches to head coach. I'm not going to be as involved in the play calling. I'm going to hand those duties over to Eric Bieniemy. He that, that's the way that this is going to run. If he came out and said that, and whether or not Eric Bieniemy actually did call the plays, or if Andy Reid is just saying that to throw support to to his guy, and think of the unprecedented amount of support that Andy Reid, one of the great guy in this league, the unprecedented amount of support that Andy Reid on countless numbers of occasions is giving." to see one of the guys working under his staff go and become a head coach someplace else. He's bringing it up in league meetings. He's bringing it up every time he's asked about it in press conferences. He's bringing it up unprompted at times. He is going to bat for his guy. This guy would be a great head coach. It is a disservice to our league that this guy is not a head coach. You don't think that is a ringing endorsement that should lead to Eric Biennium getting a job? It's absurd. But if if Andy Reid took another step and said, you know what, EB's the play caller. EB's the guy calling plays. Not me. Just gonna oversee it. EB's calling plays. And whether or not that that's actually truthful or not, whether or not EB calls the plays or Andy continues to call the plays, just by saying that out loud, does anybody within the sound of my voice, anybody listening to this podcast, think that one, any prospective team would believe that that's the case, or would they just consider, no, it's still Andy pulling the strings, it's still Andy the one overseeing it, Now nah, I can't give too much credit to Eric. And two... How many teams would actually change their tune if that was the information? The the question I'm asking here is, is that really truly, when we dig down beneath the surface here, is that truly what's going on? Is the real reason that Eric Bianami is not getting any of these head coaching opportunities because he's not the guy calling plays? And that one subtle tweak would get it done? Come on, I think everybody by now knows that that's not the case. And that we're probably looking at, either the interviews aren't going very well or the checkered past of Eric B enemy is coming up in those interviews and that's why teams are ultimately passing on him. And so Eric is deciding that I'm going to remove one of the excuses that is out there. I'm going to go someplace else. In this case Washington certainly looks like that's going to be the case and I cannot wait for the this show to drop and then the news to officially drop even though I waited in order to have you you understand what I'm saying I waited in order to have the news to break but I now did the show later in the day and so now the news will break after I post the show because of course that's how it'll go he is going to remove one of the excuses he is going to remove one of those options you cannot tell me you are not hiring me because I'm not the primary play caller because I'm going to go to a place and I'm going to run the offense now there's a big risk that comes with that because if Eric Bieniemy goes to Washington, and I don't know, are people going to afford afford him the proper context of evaluating the Washington offense? Now I'll do. You know, we love to do this here on the show. I'm going to look up a statistic live. I didn't think about this ahead of time, so we're going to we're going to look at it right now. We're going to look at the offensive DVOA weighted DVOA for the Washington Commanders last season. Just one one statistic that I'll look at. The Washington Commanders in weighted offensive DVOA were 26th. In total DVOA, they were 28th. One of the worst. Offenses, DVO way wise in the national football league last year. If he brings that offense to middle of the road, if he brings that offense to top 15, top 12 in the league next season, you're telling me that uh, he's checked that box. He was calling plays and he overhauled one of the worst offenses in the league last year. If that doesn't get him right up to the top of you want an offensive minded head coach, that's the guy you go and talk to. That's the guy, the scheme and please stop with the that he hasn't called plays he is the conduit between the head coach and the quarterback between Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, he's the guy that is charting the game. He's the guy that is coming up with the the game plan and working through what we should do. Andy Reid, yes, in the moment, is picking the exact play that they're going to run. But you don't think Eric Bieniemy had zero hand in organizing the play sheet, organizing what calls they're going to have for a certain game because he's watching the tape, he's working through it with Patrick. They're working through it as a team. They're watching. I mean, come on. The fact that that is that is what is being the the big label that is being thrown in Eric Bieniemy is just absurd to me. But again, look at the actions he's going to take. He's going to leave Kansas City. He's going to leave one of the best spots you could be as an offensive coordinator in the National Football League because he is trying to prove that he could be a head coach. And so it's a massive risk. It's a massive roll, roll, a massive roll of the dice. I respect Eric B for going for it. I think if my team was looking for an offensive-minded head coach, I would be interviewing Eric bien I would want to talk to the guy. I wouldn't let the noise outside or whatever labels other people want to throw onto Eric enemy, from an offensive coach perspective, I'm not going to let that to stop me from talking to the guy and getting him in my building and meeting him the person and asking him about all this stuff, asking him about everything and getting those answers and then figuring it out. So we'll have to see what that ultimately looks like, and it certainly looks like he's going to take this the step outside of Kansas City and try to prove prove it on his own in some ways by by going to the Washington Commanders. Two other pieces of news that I do want to discuss here uh, to close the show. Derek Carr visiting with the New York Jets. Come on, you didn't think I was going to get through the whole show without mentioning that Derek Carr is visiting with the New York Jets this weekend. His second visit uh, with the team he met with the Saints before he was released, was given permission by the team to go do that this time. Now he's a free agent. He's going to visit with the New York Jets uh, this weekend. The second team that he is is uh, meeting with and it certainly appears as if Derek Carr is doing the right approach here and he's going to visit all the potential options for himself uh, evaluating everything on the table uh, to be able to pick the right spot for his future and at least as a Jets fan it is good to see that they are staying in contact to what I think should be the number one option but if their minds if they want to go after Aaron Rodgers what should be the the one B the the number two option being Derek Carr they're trying to keep a close close eye on that and keep him close and the other thing I want to talk about is a random story. And again, we were not going to devote the whole show to it. I'm just going to devote the close uh, of the show to it. Dean Blandino, NFL rules official for the Fox, right? He said that Sean Payton told him that he is going to do the Jalen Hurts play. Right, the QB sneak, everybody push, the Bush push play, every game next year if they don't outlaw the rule. The quote that Blandino offered, quote, it amounts to a rugby scrum. This was, I guess, from Sean Payton. It amounts to a rugby scrum. The NFL wants to showcase the athleticism and skill of our athletes. This is just not a skillful play, end quote. This is after Blandino said that the NFL Competition Committee is probably, more than likely, going to take a look at that rule and potentially remove it. And to me, I... I don't like watching it because it's almost a guarantee that they're going to convert. But at the end of the day, if you can't stop a legal play, a legal football play, the QB sneak, that's on you. Be better. And I don't want to oversimplify it to that, but they're not skirting any rules. They're running a play. They're running an offensive play. If, If a certain defensive coverage was impenetrable for offenses, which in today's NFL is an absurd thing to think about, but if that was the case, would... Would they? Would the competition committee come out and be like, "Oh, can't have these defenses running this specific scheme out there"? Come on, that's ridiculous. This is just sour grapes for teams who haven't figured out how to defend it yet. Maybe it's not. Maybe you can't defend it. But I think we could be a little better. And okay, you you could do it too. The other teams in the National Football League. Tom Brady, not known for being the most athletic quarterback of all time, was the king of the QB sneak. Was the king of that play. Not not even needing the push. So I don't I don't want to hear that we're going to remove plays. Maybe you want to remove the push element of it. Another player coming up behind and pushing the guy. Maybe that's okay. But, uh, I mean, come on. It feels like sour grapes to me. Just play better. Come up with a better game plan. You know they're going to do it. Everyone knows what the Philadelphia Eagles are going to do on fourth and inches. Everybody in the building knows it. Okay, practice it all week when you're playing the Eagles. Figure it out. It's going to do it for us here on the Friday edition of the podcast. I'm excited. Some XFL football. We're not going to touch on the XFL a ton here on the show, but I'm excited for the first week of XFL football to have some football on in the background. while well, maybe I'm doing some stuff around the house. It should be a lot of fun to keep an eye on that. We're going to be keeping an eye on Aaron Rodgers coming out of the darkness. If Eric B enemy ultimately does leave and goes to the Washington commanders and all of the, all of the news and notes that could happen over the weekend. Thanks to you for making this show a part of your day rating. Reviewing, subscribing, following along. Thanks to Ben Online for their continued support of the podcast. I hope everybody has a great rest of their weekend. I will talk to you all tomorrow.